Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Yo, grown-ass men who type the word your as you are, just they should be doing push-ups on the turnpike at brush hour. Uh, it's just, the thing is, and I know I said it on Facebook earlier, but I just, I want to elaborate because it's not even like motherfuckers are, are saying this shit like in maybe in a like a text to their girlfriend or some shit like this like these motherfuckers are trying to make like legitimate arguments with other grown men and and using you are to spell out the word you're like yo man that shit is not cool you look retarded you look like a retarded 13 year old girl this shit is fucking whack man like don't fucking type that shit and expect anybody on the fucking planet to take you seriously. It's straight up clown shit right there. Like straight up fucking clown shit. 
fuck out of here, man. Grown ass man, I've seen arguing with other people, throwing that shit out there. Fuck out of here, son. So this is Yakuza Get Grady. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. Uh, yo, man, um, I got a chance to uh, the opportunity to shoot Jersey All Pro last week on uh, Saturday. So I'm definitely gonna, you know, talk about Jersey All Pro and. And uh, the entire show from top to bottom and all the happenings within the building of Jersey All-Pro that night. Um, A little bit of before show action uh, for me. Unexpected, but uh, yeah, I'll get into all that stuff. And, uh, you know, look, uh, it's a situation and I'm not going to hit it right now, but it's a situation that I avoided the last time I talked about it and really uh, elaborated on my feelings on it on putting a guy's name over because um, I'm not looking to go back and forth with this dude. I'm not looking to get into some kind of, you know, continuous uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the fuck battle about this. But when I get into it later, I'm going to mention his name plenty because this shit is now dead. And um, you'll figure out why and, and everything else later on. So um, just just to tease a little bit, I guess, um, what I have to say later about that situation. Um, shit, uh, I I just mentioned clowns. Might as well talk about the uh, the clown situation, right? Uh, crazy, creepy clowns running around and shit. And uh, man, I don't know. It, it it's funny to me because. Um, I don't know. It's just a wild situation. And it, you know, I saw, I think George Takei or somebody said some shit like, uh, you know, we have, um, clowns running around in the streets, evil clowns running around in the streets and a legitimate billionaire villain running for president. We need Batman now. Like (laughs) I thought that was one of the funniest things I read, but, um, you know, it's for the most part, it's just people trying to get attention and, you know, be dickheads and, you know, be controversial and shit like that. Um, I wish it was a little bit more widespread because I would love just like a green light to just beat the ever loving shit out of somebody. Like when you know, goddamn well, you're not getting prosecuted. You see someone dressed as a clown fucking tee off, like hit him with your car. (laughs) Like there's a good chance you're getting off in court. You know what I mean? Like, I got scared. I seen all this shit on the internet, the news, everything else. I freaked out. You know what I mean? I just swerved left and and checked them into the the, the fucking stop sign. You know what I mean? Like, there's a good chance you're gonna fucking you're gonna skate on some kind of charges. I mean, you probably can't straight up kill them. They're gonna have to at least like speak in court or some shit. So you might wanna, you know, pump your brakes a little bit before you you know you slam your car into them. But um. I just, I don't know, because like I said, I think the majority of it is just like the copycat bullshit and all of that stuff, and you know, they're they're being the same level of fucking internet gangsters as every fucking buddy else is. All the bullshit that goes on on the internet where motherfuckers are badass, and then you see them and they ain't shit. Again, teaser. Um, but it's the same shit. A bunch of clowns out there. There's clowns out there, bruh. That's that's what's going on. And and um, it is what it is, man. It, it, you know what's fucking crazy, though? Because I just read before that um, uh, most of New Jersey, like a lot of counties in New Jersey, are straight outlawing clown costumes for fucking Halloween. Like, you're not allowed to dress as a fucking clown 
or like they could they could fucking arrest you. I don't know like how widespread it is, but I know that there's definitely some counties that they're enforcing that shit. Like they're putting out bulletins like, dude, do not dress your kids as clowns. Like that shit is not cool this year. That's pretty fucking crazy, right? I mean, shit, <laughs> just crossing a costume up. I mean, I could see every other day of the year. Then again, it kind of gives you the green light to all dress like a bunch of dumbass clowns on that day. So I don't know. That's It's just wild that um, this shit took such a turn that way where um, you know people bought into this shit enough where they're legitimately seeing it as a, as a threat. Um, what else? What else? Um, fucking uh, Kim Kardashian supposedly gets robbed in um paris i think uh i think uh kanye and jay-z wrote a song about it uh shit cray that's shit cray um so i don't know if i should fully believe it um i think there's you know a lot of it that that's shady as fuck on whether it's even true or not first off i don't give a fuck what happens to that bitch and you know i know a lot of people you know, on the internet seem to think that like compassion runs, um, just completely parallel on all levels. Like if you have compassion about animals, then you should clearly be compassionate about a woman's life and this and this and it, well, no, you're wrong. That's not the way it works with me. The way it works with me is, you know, I, I definitely respect animals lives far more than I do people's lives. And, um, when it comes to shit, like, like, this this chick, man, all right, like, a hundred fucking years ago, there would have been armed security in the same room. Like, the, this chick has, like, you know, full-on suites. This shit is like a half a fucking mansion of hotel rooms that this, this broad stays in. Yeah, I mean, like, she stays in shit that's way more high-level than your motherfucking house, the majority of the people that are listening to this show. I... I'd gather, and I don't want to, you know, disrespect my listeners, but I'd gather that there's there's hotel rooms that she stays in that blows anybody that listens to my motherfucking show out of the water. Uh, I, I guarantee that just because they're on some real gaudy, real over-the-top, real, um, you know, flamboyant shit. So um, back in the day, man, they would have like a separate room in that same fucking hotel suite for the fucking security guard, you know what I mean? Like, and that motherfucker would have, like, a watch on the door, or he'd be sleeping on the motherfucking couch, or, or, or fucking staying up on the couch while she, you know, and they'd, they'd switch off shifts where there was nobody sleeping ever, you know, on guard 24 hours. Just the fact of celebrity, not even the fact of riches. Now, if you, you're traveling with fucking uh, $500,000 on you, that shit would have been armed guarded 24 hours a day. Now, we're talking about she is rocking $10 million in jewelry. Like, the ring is, is pretty much worth $10 million. Is that, I mean, that's what we're talking about. So if, if we are led to believe that this is, this is actually straight up, like, true shit, then what, I, no guard on that? You just confident like a motherfucker that you got 10 million dollars on you i mean that's arrogant that's dangerous that's fucking irresponsible that's just just across the board who the fuck do you think you are 
You know what I mean? And then, like, just fucking Twitter selfies and Instagram and Snapchat, and everybody knows where the fuck you are because you're telling everybody on the planet, look at the shit I got, look where I'm at, check me the fuck out, I left the door unlocked. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of shit is that? Shit doesn't make any sense. And then the story is supposedly that um, she had all sorts of security, but she let the security go to the club with her sisters. Her sisters decided they wanted to go out to the club, and she said, no, I'm going to stay here with the $10 million jewelry, and uh, you take the security with you. Well, that that's, I mean, fuck it then. You know what I mean? If that's what's going on. Because I, it's just, it's it's some old bullshit. Like, you you can't make me believe that shit straight up. And then to turn around and turn her into some fucking victim I'm supposed to have compassion for, to me, is fucking retarded, man. Fuck that. Again, not all lives fucking matter. Not all lives are that fucking valuable and precious. They're really not. There's a lot of people running around acting like jerk-offs, and if some shit happens to them, well, then some shit happens to them. That's just, like, it's just life. There's natural selection in the wild where, like, you know, a gazelle runs in between the motherfucking lions and, you know, maybe pulled a hamstring the fucking day before that. That gazelle's probably going to get picked off. These bitches' brains are like pulled hamstrings. You know what I mean? So something in the world is going to fucking pick them off, too. And, and they, they own that shit, man. They they earn that. That You know, this, this is the shit, man. Shit like this. I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't fully believe it. Um, but but I like I said, if it if it's a hundred percent, then whatever, man. And uh, not only that, unharmed. Oh, oh, she keeps saying, "I thought I was gonna be raped. I thought I was gonna be raped. Why aren't you fucking arrogant?" <laughs> now every time someone sees you, knocks on the door, you're gonna be raped and shit. That's some old wild shit. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I don't know, but um. Yeah, I don't. I don't really give a fuck what happens to no no goddamn Kim Kardashian. This is you know. And hey, man, what is like the what is what is the perfect way to say like I love you to somebody, and really like pledge your um your lifelong love to them? Why don't you strap fucking bait to them? And um yeah, all right. Look, man. Uh, you know, to show your wife you really really love her. So. Strap a fish to her back and throw her in shark-infested waters. You know, I mean, get her one of those meat suits like fucking uh, Lady Gaga wore and let her run through the fucking Serengeti and see how shit works out. Or buy her a $10 million ring and just send it around the fucking world and tell her to post everywhere she's at every fucking minute. I mean, I think they're just about even. There's predators in in every walk of life, so... If if this is the type of shit that's going on, then please explain to me how she's not putting herself in danger or how fucking Kanye ain't putting her in danger, strapping a motherfucking a piece of bait like that to her. I mean, like, these, these people are just fucking ignorant. And if that's what the fuck is going on, then fuck it. Let it be as it is, man. I, I don't give a fuck. So, anyway, um... Goldberg's supposed to come back. I just read that like just before. I get like this dude is is gonna make some kind of comeback, and like the main objective is a Brock Lesnar match. Like the only thing that I will give my interest to about this 
is because Brock Lesnar, since he came back this last time, has been on a complete MMA-type gimmick where he's legitimately beating the shit out of the other dude in the ring. So that's, like, the route he's going to take with Goldberg. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to just, like, try to work a match and it's going to be super awkward and dead-ass like it was with, um, you know, the special guest referee, Steve Austin, and both of the guys were leaving the company and neither one of them wanted to do shit. It's not going to be that. It's going to have a lot of hype to not be that. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of attention is going to be on the match not being what it was the first time. So I think that's going to hold a lot of fucking weight, number one. Number two, there's going to be that tough guy shit that kicks in, where Brock Lesnar has that fuck you, I'll beat the shit out of you for real mentality. And Goldberg, (laughs) shit, Goldberg, one of the funniest things I've ever seen as far as Goldberg's career was he went to Japan. And he had a match against Kojima. And, um, you know, Satoshi Kojima, he had, you know, I mean, like a lot of the Japanese dudes, super stiff. So he was hitting him with, like, the stiff forearms and shit. And Goldberg didn't know what the fuck to do because, I mean, he was a WCW guy. This dude wasn't a guy who, you know, like, traveled the Indies and worked his way up or whatever. He was a big, jacked-up fucking football player that wound up in WCW and was just running fucking squashes on dudes where, you know, I mean, he had that undefeated streak was like the, the, like, uh, like jobber feeding frenzy. This dude ran through more people than I've ever seen. You know, his, his gimmick was just to never fucking lose for a long time. So he sure as hell didn't have a lot of guys like standing up to him and trading blows with him or any kind of shit. Like that shit was foreign fucking policy. Not only that, but they weren't exactly working that stiff fucking Japanese style in WCW at the time. Um, so he went over there and Kojima hit him with one of those fucking forearms. Goldberg just like fucking snapped and like lunge punched him and shit. You go back and watch the fucking tape. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube at this point. But I remember I, I initially I got it from uh, fucking Mayfield Mayhem and shit. And, as, you know, I started getting into Japan stuff a little bit. And, I, you know, I liked Goldberg. Goldberg was just like a crazy motherfucker, headbutting the lockers in the back, bleeding from his head and shit. And, yeah, you know, he was no fucking Dean Malenko by any stretch of the imagination and, and reckless and all of that stuff. But in the same token, fucking fun to watch by me, you know what I mean? Like, I've I've seen some pretty fucking dangerous wrestlers, you know, on the indies and stuff, and a lot of them are pretty entertaining for me to watch, man. I I mean, if you guys get in with them, that's, that's not really on me. So, um, so Goldberg was kind of one of those dudes, and, um, yeah, man, <laughs> he fucking, he fucking snapped. You could tell when he got hit by the fucking forearm, man. He just, he did not accept that shit and thought, like, we're fighting for real now. And just, like, fucking lunge punched at him. His shit didn't look like a wrestling move at all. <laughs> the shit was wild. And and from there, I think, like, they rolled out and, like, like kind of mediated the shit. But the, shit, the match didn't go long as, at all. And that was just, like, the turning point where it was just, like, fucking game over. I'm not cool with this type of shit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, shit kind of went down. Obviously, you know, Kojima could handle whatever Goldberg was going to throw at him because, you know, literally Goldberg, you know, this dude was a – you know, bad motherfucker that's used to trading with people, but, um, yeah, it, it was just funny as fuck to me, so, 
Um, obviously, Goldberg has been around a little bit longer since then, but, you know, he's been laying low doing fucking car shows and shit like this, and Brock Lesnar has been running around legitimately hurting people, so I don't know, man. Like, I don't like the way... Uh, I don't like Goldberg's chances on this motherfucker as far as the, uh, they can book it however they want to, but eventually it's going to come to, you know, this dude versus this dude. And Brock definitely takes on a different type of style where it's a little more real to that dude than it probably should be. So, um, I, I'm, you got my interest. I don't know, man. Um, I, I think it's going to be short lived unless they get him the fuck away from Lesnar. Cause, uh, the, they're not going to just keep doing that shit for too long. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, this weekend we got CZW uh, Tangled Web, and look, man, you know their last show was booked really fucking well, and this is the follow up show to that. And uh, the last show was ex- booked and executed really, really well. Um, this is going to be the follow up, and and on paper it's booked really fucking well. So let's see, you know, if they can turn a back to back. You know, great fucking show. Now, thing is, like, I can't. Well, number one, I have um, I have a, a Chinese auction, or I think the politically correct term is tricky tray, that my job is running to work um, that night. So I can't, I can't watch it live. But even if I could, I don't know that I would, just because, um, man, you know, I I bought the pay per view last time, and then they refunded me because I I sat there and I watched. You know, like fucking four hours of of the Minecraft game and shit. Uh, you know, CZW edition, and it, you know, it was so pixelated out. And their camera equipment—I've already heard that it's all their camera equipment. And as far as streaming live, you're not gonna get a lot of fucking a lot better than that. I mean, maybe I'll hear some kind of reports back that that was not the case this time. But I'm surely not gonna be sitting there live, fucking annoyed the whole time. And, um, you know, I, uh, I was able to, you know, see it later in the week, you know, on the replay. And, um, you know, that was way better. So I'm just going to do the fucking right way this time and just watch it on the replay because it doesn't make any sense to me, even if I did have the time, which I don't, um, to commit another three, four hours to doing the same thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's – um, I think that's what they call the definition of insanity or something. When you continue to do the same thing, expecting different results. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stay sane on this one and, uh, not do the eye baby. Even if I could. Um, so look, there's, um, what do they got going? They got G's black G's up against Joe Gacy, which is crazy that this is supposedly a first time match. And I mean, I can't think of any time that it's happened before. So I'm going to have to take the company running it, you know, their word for it. But first time match Joe Gacy versus black G's. Uh, that, that's interesting. I, I mean, that could, that could be a really good match. So I, I'd like to see that. That's obviously a fresh match if it's never been done before. And that just shows you how fucking stale the CZW's booking have gotten over the years. Because for them to have not done that shit, how many years has fucking both of those guys been in CZW at the same time and shit like that has just never been done? It's crazy. Like, you figure you would have, you know, kind of run the gambit at some point or another, and at least all the the, the regulars would have kind of mixed it up at one point or another, but... 
But no, it, it's fucking crazy. I, I don't know. It just shows you like uh, they really didn't try to keep it fresh. For a long, long time, it was rehashing the same shit, and, and uh, so yeah, uh, that that should be a good one. Um, another one that'll be good: Matt Tremont versus Reed Bentley, which will be the next chapter in this IWA versus CZW feud. Reed playing the IWA Mid South guy, and Matt, by storyline, just was cost his world title that he had for over a year. By Ian Rotten's distraction. Now here's one of Ian Rotten's main guys stepping up, and you know fighting Matt Tremont. So that that's going to be a good one. Those two are going to tear it up. Uh, you got an open challenge for the tag team titles held by the Hit Squad, who just fucking killed it this past Saturday. We'll get into that. Um, CZW Wired title match. You got Tony Deppin getting a shot against Joey Janela, which is a match that I believe they've done in um, On Point Wrestling and uh, tore it up there. I heard nothing but good stuff out of that. Uh, Deppin's, uh, he's a hardworking kid, man. He he busts his fucking ass. And, uh, you know, Janela steals the fucking show on a regular basis. I mean, you saw that fucking ladder match he just did. I mean, it's fucking crazy shit. So this this match is, is bound to be really good. Um, next up, you got the uh, newly crowned CCW World Champion Jonathan Gresham defending against Homicide. Now, you know, some people say that, you know, where the hell does Homicide get a world title shot? This and that. Well, hey, man, he subbed in for Monster, or not Monster Mac, Moff last month and retained the tag team titles. On behalf of, uh, you know, Moff's absence. And, um, you know, obviously that doesn't give him the world tag team titles. It's you know kind of weird that they allow the titles to be on the line to begin with. But either way you look at it, uh, he, he technically won a title match last month in a roundabout, you know, fashion. And then uh, not only that, but, you know, a little while back when B-Boy was there and uh, they, they tangled with uh, – Gresham and all of that shit out there. You know, he came out there impromptu and told uh, Gresham that he he would take him to Nick Gage to rape him in prison and uh, he called him a fucking octopus and told him, you know, all, all this will beat the shit out of him. So, I mean, I know it isn't, you know, exactly, uh, you know, the best storyline angle in the world. There's a reason enough for this guy to wrestle that guy, and Homicide's definitely a guy who's proven himself enough over time. I don't think, you know, uh, CZW is really set up in a fashion where there should be a, a full-on ranking system. Like, what is this guy isn't ranked towards? Like, come on. That, I mean, they, they haven't set up any kind of legitimacy of, um, you know, strength of character or, you know, continuance of anything anything at all i mean you know one month uh devin was you know going head to head with the world champion next minute he was jobbing out in the fucking dark matches you know uh, losing in a fucking dark match against two other guys you know so they they were really really seesawing all over the fucking place with the uh you know who's strong who's not who's who's this who's not so again I, I'm all for number one contender and, and guys who are lined up for the title, you know, to, to fight for the title. 
you definitely have to have some random challengers in there too, because otherwise, you know, a title run becomes really fucking stale when it's just the same two guys back and forth. And the, you know, the champion keeps his title, but he keeps fighting the same fucking four guys. Um, so you do have to somewhat, uh, you know, shake it up and, and get some other guys in there. And, and again, homicide, you know, as world traveled as he is and as famous as he is on the Indies, he's a top fucking guy. So to have your new world champion up against a top guy like Homicide, go in there and they can absolutely rip it the fuck up in CZW. And and that'll be like a, a world title match. CZW could be proud of. Um, I, I, I still don't understand this TV deal. Uh, I know they're doing like a TV situation over there. And uh, I think that day, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's November. I don't fucking know. But I know I don't give a fuck about it. But I don't understand if there's any semblance of a TV deal, why can't you just pick the matches you want to showcase off of your shows and edit together a fucking half hour or an hour, an hour of fucking programming? Put your fucking world title match with Homicide and fucking Gresham on there. You know, put your fucking Deppin and, and Janella on there. Put your fucking strength on there. Why? It's like a dark match show that you're now going to try to launch your company into television for. I just, I'll never, ever understand that. There's no one that's going to legitimize that and have me go, okay, well, that makes sense. Because TV should be your best foot forward, not your B product put out to try to reach a different audience your company should be something you're proud of across the board so you should be able to present company as what it is to whatever avenue you're trying to succeed in otherwise it doesn't make sense to run your company in whatever fashion you are if you're not proud enough about it to say we're going to get tv we're presenting our company if you have to go well we're going to present our company, but we're going to take like open fucking casting for the, the matches on it. And we're not going to pay guys. We're going to have guys work for free. We'll have Gregory iron come in here. We're going to have this guy come in here. Maybe that guy owes me a favor. I'll have him work on the show. And then, you know, the exposure is great because it's TV, but like what the fuck in the grand scheme of things, what are you doing for your company? Because if that was any what uh, any bit of success that people actually tuned in, can you turn around and go, well, CZW's on TV, see what we're all about, and then you watch it and you go, okay, good. Well, I mean, what if that draws people in and then they, they see, like, this isn't what I watched on TV. What the fuck is going on here? You know, or, you know people see what they like and then they go, Oh, let me see CCW on TV. And you're like, what, what is this dark match bullshit? I don't know. I just, I don't understand it. I'm completely against it because it just, it, it doesn't push your actual product. If you can't push your actual product presenting it, then I don't see the point of trying to push some kind of, you know, be, um, you know, second rate product, you know, whether you put some pretty good wrestlers in there or not, it's not gonna, and I think they got like Janela and um, and and Lucky as one of the matches, which is great. But what is, I mean, what does that even mean? Like you don't even have Lucky in a fucking place where he winds up on best of the best shows. 
you don't even have him spotlighted as a as a one on one competitor uh, as as a you know junior heavyweight fucking contender, which you should because he's very talented. But he hasn't even been built as a guy who would even get a title match. So to to be wrestling a, a champion. When in the main company, he has no identity as a guy that would even be in the fucking ring with him. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, you know, and that that's what I mean. It's just it's just about bringing it all together. So if you do present something, it represents exactly what you are. Again, what the fuck? Anyway, um, and then you got your main event, which is a four-way high-stakes tangled web match, which is like a high-stakes, you can get whatever you want, from the match type deal, which I mean, for the most part is always like a world title match, right? Like, I mean, maybe it's something different, but I always laugh when it's like, I won this. Now I want to be in tournament of death. (laughs) You know, I don't think that any of that's going to be the case because, you know, all four of these guys were in tournament of death. So, and it's, that's a long ways away. So I don't think they're going for that, but I don't know. I just, I hope it's nothing goofy because you know, these guys, uh, they could all go. I'm not a huge Tim Don's fan, but um, you know these guys could all go, and um, you know, uh, I like something something big to come out of it. Uh, th- this should be a fucking crazy, crazy match. So, looking forward to it. Like I said, uh, th- this show has the potential to be very, very good, and uh, you know, I, I hope it comes through to be just that. Um, yeah, I, um. Let me see. Yeah, let me touch uh, just real quick. Uh, fucking football, man. Uh, my Niners lost again. Um, this time, it, as early in the season as it is, we're done. We're fucking finished. And it's not a matter of just the loss. This is a matter of we just lost the fucking leader of our defense. This is a guy who tore his fucking ACL um MCL, PCL, all that shit in his knee, like, under two years ago. And he fucking spent all sorts of time out, well, well over a year. He finally came back last year, recovered from that fucking massive fucking injury. That type of injury could easily end somebody's career. His knee was destroyed. Came back from that shit last year. Came back into fucking form, man, where he was he was the leader of our defense again. He was covering the field like no other. He was another one of the top fucking linebackers in the fucking league. Straight up, hands down, no matter what people thought about the 49ers, if you had to rank fucking top ten fucking linebackers, Navarro Bowman was absolutely in the fucking conversation. There's no way he wasn't. It probably top five, in my opinion, but maybe I'm biased, but he was an absolute motherfucking beast. Well, in that same fucking leg that had all that other torn shit in it, he just tore his fucking Achilles. So he's he's done for the fucking season and really got to fucking be able to have strong rehab and recovery to really, you know, turn it towards, uh, you know, a return in his career. Because this shit really, really fucking, I mean, it, it puts a huge, huge fucking weight on, um, you know, what, what's going on here. You know, what, what the fuck? I, um, I thought there was another match. Where the fuck is that? 
Because I, I remember them booking Team Pazuzu versus some, oh, uh, Scarlet and Graves. I, they don't have that on the event page now, but that was another one I was looking forward to. I just looked up, and it had on, like, the event tags, and it had, like, all these names tagged and shit. And uh, they had um, Scarlet and Graves versus Team Pazuzu of fucking EYFBO. And Chris Dickinson versus uh, you know Desmond Xavier, Dave Christ, and uh, and uh, Zachary Wentz. You know the three of them versus huh? So I don't really know what's going on with that. I don't know if anything's changed about that. I hope not. But Jesus Christ, put it on your goddamn page. I mean, I know the show's fucking Saturday now, so it's not like it's going to change a lot of minds. But it was definitely something that was announced prior. I just fucking remembered it when I saw the names. Um, who knows? Um, guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, the the Niners are in bad fucking shape. Um, our quarterback identity is not good. Uh, Blaine Gabbard actually showed some signs of improvement on, uh, Sunday. I was only able to watch the first half because I, I went to a comedy show, um, you know, for the second half. And, uh, you know, it was in Red Bank at the Count Basie Theater. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. And, um... So, I mean, but during the first half, it really seemed like he was playing more aggressively, moving the ball, trying to take some shots downfield, which he had a big problem with doing before. He kept throwing before the sticks. You know, anytime he needed motherfucking eight yards, he'd throw four yards. If he needed three yards, he'd throw behind the fucking line. Uh, I mean, it just he wasn't throwing as if he was trying to move the ball upfield aggressively at all, no matter if we were down fucking – 21 points or if the game just started like he just wasn't playing with you know that aggressiveness and in game one he was taking really aggressive really fucking risky I mean not even risky uh well the one play was he got fucking nailed but he was he was out there fucking running for the fucking first down he was you know he, he'd look around for his options and he he made it a threat that he might run the ball so you know, and you got to think about it because when you bring a guy like that into the game and it starts to become a threat for him to actually take off and run for seven yards himself, you got to cover that. Well, that takes a little bit more coverage off your receivers, thus opening up more guys for you to throw to. And it, it just, it really creates a complete game plan. Obviously you can't be, a, you know, a, you know, one track minded quarterback back ready to run because, they start to target that, and then you're not ready to throw to receivers because that's not your game plan, which, I mean, Cap ran into some problems like that. Um, a lot of guys ran into problems like that, but Gabbert was never really that guy, but he made it a threat that, fuck, man, this guy could take off, and he's fucking fast. So, unfortunately, that came off the fucking table for the past couple of weeks. He didn't even attempt to run. He would do all these run fakes and all of this. Yeah, where he'd hand off the ball and pretend like he kept it, but he never fucking kept it. And we would just three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And like, what the fuck, man? You're not trying any wild shit. And this game, it looked like he was really turning it up. Well, second half, he fell flat like a motherfucker. And the Cowboys took over. And like I said, devastating, devastating fucking injury, um, you know, happened in that game. 
and I I barely have words to fucking you know speak about it because it's just it's crushing, man. It's not another. Well, there's always next week. I mean, there is, but the leader of our defense, our defense was struggling to begin with, because again, when you have an offense that's three and out, three and out, three and out, that defense is way on the field all fucking day. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of people on the Niner page and shit, and they're like, no, like the defense is on the field just about the same time as the offense is on the field. Yeah, that's a huge fucking problem. You guys are seeing like equal time and, and considering that not a bad thing. It is a bad thing. The goal on fucking defense is to push them three and out, which makes them not on the field very long at all. The goal on offense is to burn fucking quarters of football with you on the field and ending points and leave them less time to score when they do score. So if you're working even time, offense, defense, offense, defense, and they're scoring in that short amount of time that they're on the fucking field, then you're horrendous across the board. That's not a good thing where you just go like, well, you know, look at the time of the offense and the time of the defense. They're not that far apart. Yeah, that's a bad fucking thing. There should be a big gap in the direction of the offense eating up clock and the defense fucking getting them back on the field to fucking do some more offensive work, not the other way around. So we're in bad fucking shape. Other bad fucking thing is, well, we play tomorrow night. So we fucking lose our defensive leader on Sunday, and we play Thursday. So here we are fucking tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Cardinals. And uh, the Cardinals are playing with their backup quarterback. So I guess that's a positive. But at this point, um, we we really, I mean, I'm not even just trying to be like a pessimist or anything like that. But we stand zero fucking chance of like, winning the division and making the playoffs record wise. Oh, we stand every chance in the world personnel wise and, and skill wise across the board. I mean, the gaps have opened wide as fuck. We do get Aaron Lynch back next week. So if all of a sudden our, or I should say tomorrow um, from his suspension. So if our pass rush all of a sudden looks like they know what the fuck they're doing, well, maybe Aaron Lynch is making an impact, but, I'm already looking towards, like, what's going to happen next year? How are we going to come out next year? Are we going to wind up in a, a high draft position? I heard there's a guy from, like, Louisville or where the fuck? Maybe I'm wrong on, on whether this is. I don't watch college. But I hear there's a guy in college that's fucking amazing. So I'm I'm hoping we wind up with that dude in the fucking draft. We need um, – I, I think we need, like, a phenom quarterback. We need to fucking start over. This, the Kaepernick thing is not going to fucking happen. I, you know, there's beyond any of that fucking protest bullshit that he's doing and his bullshit. I'm not going to get back into the whole fucking thing on why, but he's not about that shit. He's about that shit now because fucking he's a backup quarterback. That dude was starting and he was fucking three and oh. Do you think this fucking guy would be fucking kneeling on the sideline? You're fucking crazy. It's it's, please stop it. Um. So anyway, you know, protest whatever the fuck you want. You're still a backup quarterback that's probably gonna have no job in the fucking league next year. Maybe you'll be protesting on someone else's sideline. But who the fuck wants a backup quarterback that's just gonna bring fucking controversy to your team? And maybe some of it's positive attention, but I I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a very appealing uh situation as far as signing that dude to your fucking team. And right now. He's making way more fucking money than a backup quarterback. So I, I guess we'll see how that shakes out. But he's going to wind up on the field 
this year for sure because the season is going to be a wash, and they're going to just have to throw everything on, on against the wall and, and see what sticks, and you know try out every option possible because fuck it, you have to figure out what's going to be worth spending money on next year, and you know who who you want to deal, who you want to trade, show some kind of value in trade. Who knows? But uh, bad times in uh, San Francisco. So we'll see you tomorrow what we got going. Um, this was the first week that I won the motherfucking uh, football pool. And uh, ironically, also the first week that I allowed Nina to uh, pick my picks in the, the pool that I pay for. So, of course, this was the first week that I had more picks than any of them. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was a bad move. Um, it is what it is. So, um, and I'll have the results up on the page, you know, by tomorrow or whatever, or by tomorrow night or then, and the, and the new picks, cause fuck, it's Thursday already. It's crazy. But yeah, the, uh, so again, Saturday I'll be over at the fucking, uh, tricky tray as they call it, which I didn't know. I just learned all this shit in the past couple of days. There are so many scams that these old ladies run that, like, I got to be on guard, like, working security on that shit. Like, they run fucking crazy-ass scams where they, like, show up but like, they'll come in, they'll see what color tickets you got, and then have, like, rolls of tickets in the car, and then, like, go get the, <laughs> that same color of tickets and then, like, load up the shit with the tickets. Man, so we had to take all sorts of precautions because we started learning all this, these fucking schemes that these people do. Fucking wild shit, man. So I'm gonna be eyeing down fucking scheming ass ladies trying to fucking hustle the the Chinese auction on Saturday. So that's all you're doing. But um, yeah, um, yeah. All right, let me uh let me take a break. Come back and I'll cover everything from Saturday to Sunday because I think that's about all I got left. All right, uh, check it out. Live and direct, strictly, it's all about money, everything's the same, Saratoga ass, representing, smooth the hustler click, next level, check it. What you heard, my word to be, third degree, mass slaughter, see felony, class A burglary, you heard of me, the massacre, moving after ya, the faster ya, the harder I'ma pull a trigger to cast for ya, niggas know the style now, smooth the wow child, wow style, 95 I'm down now, they say I'm foul now, fuck y'all, cause I've been rocking since, pinstripe leaves, 560 MBs, for those that think they house this shit, I'm stopping rent, your title don't concern me, you learn in order to burn me, you gotta get open, cause I close deals like A&R's and attorneys Without the delay, no replay In rap divisions, I hold more records than my DJ No relays, I'm running marathons for being sick Put Jerry Lewis with the click Now he still takes out his telethon Bring the illest nigga, the realest nigga, the fearless nigga I send them home to Bruce Willis nigga saying We got the killers, nigga Fuck what you heard Hit the brown bell, wild killer Project Strangler, blood spiller Fuck what you heard Hit the brown bell, wild With your herd, hit the brown bill, wild killer, project strangler, blood spiller. Fuck with your herd, hit the brown bill, wild killer, project strangler, blood spiller. I always knew 
I had Big Willie potential. Drop the raps on tracks, drop the tracks on wax. Nash official, I crashed you, who gassed you? Niggas talking out of turn and out their ass too. Nigga who asked you, I blast you. How screams are turn to yodels? Can't you see my notorious big gun? I pack a lead to total. The mass destructor, cast conductor, class instructor. You crossed the hustler's path at last, motherfucker. I got that ass, the hostage holder. The ransom note tape with CB4 explosives with my name written across the folder. Smooth the hustler rep and strictly keep my weapon with me. Nigga stepping quickly, die quicker when I'm high, nigga. Hold up. Whoever wanna rumble, fuck the rumors and all that bullshit. When you see me bring it, if you ain't shut the fuck up. I stuck up, lucky charms, mad I'm at the rainbow, caught the pot of gold. And it's four leaf clover, fuck this luck up. My hell niggas from the avenue ain't having you. Slip up, I'm quick to throw the clip up and start crabbing. Fuck what you heard, it's a Saratoga Ave, get more letters than that Abbey bitch, straight out of Brooklyn like Maddie Ritz, Brown it's suicidal, take up my title, cause my freestyle recital was vital, silly and more slicker than Billy Idol, I'm breaking herbs down better than stick shifts with clutches, Sip dick touches clicks like Brownsville lips to Duchess, I'm nothing to fuck with, you couldn't oppose this, hill niggas be taking ABs while I be splitting C's like a Moses, I lyrically kill shit, so grab the red tape, I turn live niggas to dead weight, so get that head straight. Gangsta niggas talk the wrong shit. Fuck rapping and living. Fuck who you down with, who you know what did a song with. I'm out for self, the streets got me hip. So I pack steel, my rap open ears to keep me GQ to the tip. I flip and break food, I throw the mother. Playing niggas soft, they break north, cause I come off like a used rubber. Fuck with your herd, hit the brown bill, wild killer. Project Trigger nigga, rocket click, punishers, DR period, my nigga Jigger, my man Bob, Christ, Red Sam, Smooth the Hustler, Saratoga Ab representing. Cause Jay, you're a full grown man, and I've noticed like through your social media, you've been in the gym, bro. I- I've seen it. Yeah, man. So, um, the, uh, Jersey All Pro show. Now, I, uh, I went there, uh, you know, it, it was an honor, you know, honor to, to shoot Jersey All Pro in general. Um, you know, and then obviously, you know, on top of it, uh, everything that, you know, that's going on with them, you know, doing it big, I mean, they're really fucking turning it up, and they're really showing that, um, you know, Frank's memory lives on, you know, they're, they're putting on shit out there that, 
that Frank would be absolutely fucking proud of. You know, main events that just blow the motherfucking roof off of anything. Like, you put it up against anybody else's main events, too, and they're, they're fucking top-notch. And and they're going to turn heads again and again and, and keep showing people the Jersey All-Pro is still alive and fucking strong. And, uh, you know, to be a part of that is an honor. It really is. Um, so, and... I uh I got the opportunity to shoot um the show. It was called The Calm Before the Storm. And um now I show up this is gonna take a turn before we get into the show. Um we show up and I'm hanging out. I was probably about an hour early, so we're just hanging out, you know, doing the thing. And um you know, I you know, just just a quick uh you know, the pref is something that'll that'll come up later. The first thing I said when I walked in there and looked at the ring and the setup, I said, whoa, those fucking guardrails are awful close. That's, that's going to be interesting because obviously, you know, being, you know, uh, a guy, you know, shooting the show, I got to run around in between the guardrails and the ring, you know, and, you know, those guys are working in there. So it's, you know, I mean, it, there's a lot of maneuvering and all of that stuff. Um, it's, um, it's a hustle, you know what I mean? You you got to fucking move. Um, so, it um, I you know, that was just like a quick observation was just like, whoa, that's pretty tight in there, you know? Uh, the two sides had a lot more room, but still not, uh, you know, what your, your average, uh, I think, uh, you know, in between the guardrails and ring, I think generally have a lot more space than that. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, it, it was what it was. Um, so, you know, you, you work with the space you're given and everything. Um, but, yeah, you know, gym setting, Bayonne, never been there before. I've never been to a Bayonne show at all in Jersey. Uh, but, look, you know, gym setting, um, you know, Nice fucking chair set up, bleachers pulled out on the one side, a whole bunch of fucking people on the bleachers, good fucking turnout. So anyway, before the, the show really gets going or anything like that, you know, I, I go there and I realize, like, dude, like, um, Scott Finkelstein is one of the regular photographers there. He's not there. Uh, I, I, I'm looking at my phone. I see on Facebook, he's like, oh, you know, I wish I could be there, guys. Best of luck to everybody. So I guess, you know, he had another show to work or something to do. And um, then I saw Snapmare wasn't there either. It was another guy that I'm, you know, really cool with. And, you know, he's a great guy, great photographer. And he's not there. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I'm looking like shit. And then, uh, you know, I saw Eric Rosen, who's, uh, you know, great guy, long, long time Jersey All-Pro photographer. And, um you know, really, really nice guy. He's always been just really nice to me. You know, he's kind of a quiet dude, but in the same token, he's always been just super, super nice. See, I always too like when I shoot these things. Um, I'm not a professional. I'll never claim to be a professional. And um, you know, I give these guys a lot of fucking credit for what they do. Um, and I'll even give this jerk off some credit in a minute when I get to that. Um, but, you know, these people that do it month in and month out, um, people don't realize what it actually entails. It's not, you know, it's not getting a closer seat to the show or anything like that. It's it's another world, you know, from you sitting in your seat and snapping pictures. It's, it's I mean, you got to fucking move. 
you got to – and my my thing, like, when I shoot, my priority is fucking number one, stay out of the way of fucking wrestlers. Um, Number two, don't fucking get in the way of the cameraman. Number three, don't get in the way of the fans, at least, you know, not stand in one place in front of the fans constantly. And then number four becomes now try to get great pictures or good pictures or average or acceptable pictures. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of like how I work. I, I would expect that's like a respectable way to work. So that's, that's what I do. But anyway, I'm skipping way over the other thing that happened. So I'm standing there, I'm looking at things or whatever. And, you know, so Eric, uh, Eric Rosen comes up to me at some point. Well, oh, oh, sorry, skipping again. Uh, lose track of this fucking story. Pierre at some point comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder, and goes, who's that fucking guy you got problems with? That cameraman guy. And I'm like, Grasso. Chris Grasso. And he goes, he's fucking here, dude. He's like, I didn't tell that motherfucker he could shoot here. I had nothing to do with this shit. This fucking guy isn't shooting fucking anything. Um, He's downstairs shooting promo pictures so he could do that if he wants. Whatever. I said, all right. I said, you know, don't be surprised if I wind up punching this motherfucker in the face tonight. He goes, do whatever you got to do, bro. No problem. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Fuck, man. Now, like, as as good as that sounds, I'm on edge now. I went from, like, fucking super excited and right going to shoot the show to fuck, man. Like, I'm going to get into some shit tonight. And that's what I posted on Facebook. Like, tonight might end way different than I expected. And, um... I I just fucking, I went into a whole different mentality because my thing with this cocksucker was I planned on some shit going down. If I saw him again, I have a good amount of restraint, but my restraint for the most part is going to keep me out of bad situations. And once I'm in the situation, I don't know what to fucking do with myself because my nerves and my fucking anger are going to take over. So my my situation was, look, he doesn't shoot Jersey All-Pro. I know I'm not going to see this fucking dude. I already, on, you know, completely separate reasoning, was done attending fucking wrestling shows. So I'll, I'm not going to CZW and this and that because I can't just go and separate myself from some shit like that. If I get into something with somebody and they cross the fucking line with me, some shit's going to go down. There's a little story about something um, that happened years ago. And if any of my friends from up north are listening, they'll know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I was mutual friends with this dude named Fred. And I was, you know, I was friends with Danny, my dude Danny, and he was friends with Danny. Well, we didn't get along so great. I mean, we had our times where we were were pretty cool, but uh, we were not getting along very well, to say the least. And we were pretty regular, regularly drinking and smoking weed and all of that stuff. And um, it was one of our late night runs to Burger Express, which was a joint over in Carteret. And uh, they had some banging ass cheese fries. Well, at least they were banging us. We were always drinking this shit. So I don't know if they were legitimately good. But um, under the influence, they were fucking fantastic. And the chicken sandwich wasn't too fucking bad either. So um, we went over there to that. Now, this, you know, always had to, you know, jerk off fucking, uh, you know, shotgun, all of that bullshit. Danny was always driving. So, um, we get to the fucking Burger Express. I drove, I was in the fucking front seat when we got there. You know what I mean? 
But now, like, we get out of the fucking car, I, you know, that, I guess, wipes the fucking slate clean. So now motherfuckers are, like, shotgun, and I'm like, oh, no, fuck you, motherfucker. I was in the motherfucking car on the way here. Like, what kind of shit is this? You know what I mean? Like, every time you get out the car, you got to reestablish that shit. Man, we out, we on the same fucking venture, you know? So, so we got into that shit, and uh, he, was, he was bigger than me. Um, I didn't have any type of the muscle tone that I have now either, not putting myself over. I'm just saying, like, I'm a lot heavier muscle-wise than I, I was then. So anyway, this dude was like a fat Mexican dude. And um, so he, uh, we got into kind of like a, a like an actual wrestling match in the fucking parking lot for the front seat because we was all banged up and shit. So he fucking, he gets himself like on top of me and shit. And now he's just laying his body on me like a fucking walrus. And I can't, I, there, I, there's not anything in my body that I could do to get this motherfucker off me. There's no, so I'm just like, fuck, take the front seat. Fine, fuck it. So he gets in the front seat and it's like, it's wintertime and shit. So, you know, I got the bubble coats and I got my fucking leather gloves on and shit like this. And so now I'm in the back seat. This motherfucker is sitting in the front seat, like a foot and a half away from me, talking shit about how he's going to beat the shit out of me. Well, I'm going to listen to about 45 seconds of that shit. And then I tried to rip the skin off his face. I grabbed both sides of his face with my gloves around the back of the seat, like fucking like, like some horror movie shit. And I grabbed him by his eye sockets and I tried to pull the skin off his fucking face. Like I was, I was yanking his fucking skin with my gloves and shit. And like, Danny eventually just had to fucking stomp on the brakes and come out and, and let Fred get the fuck out of the car because there wasn't any, like, I wasn't going to sit there from a foot and a half away and listen to how you, you think you're going to beat the shit out of me. Like, that's that's not that's not ringing, like, music in my ears. So I'm like, fuck this motherfucker, you know what I mean? So, so that was my deal. So then, like, you know, Danny runs around and, like, yo, get out the car, get out the car, you know, and he pretty much convinces Fred, like, you stay here. I'll go, uh, I'll go, you know, bring Jay home and cause we were only, you know, right up the block and then, um, um, I'll come back and get you. And well, he's like, nah, we're, we're, you know, we're throwing down and this and that. So, and he had just like the, you know, uh, two door and shit. So this dude leans the fucking seat forward and he thinks he's going to lean in and drag me out and shit like so I kicked him in his fucking face with my Tim's on his shit. That backed him up quite a bit. And um, Danny's like, fuck this. Fred, wait here. He fucking left him and shit like this. So that that was the end of that story. Fred walked around with his face fucked up for a little bit. But, um, like, this is what I mean. Like, I've always been that type of shit where if I'm in a predicament like that, I have a hard time not reacting. I can't be just like backed into a corner where it's like you ain't going to do shit because I'm going to do shit. You know what I mean? Like I just – I don't have the fucking mental capacity to just fucking just cool out once the shit gets pushed past the fucking limit. And the shit that this dude said to me online, the shit that dude said about me like I wasn't shit, like there wasn't a chance in the world he can – according to him – he goes to the gym a couple times a week, too. Not that you could tell, but you can call me fat all you want. But this little skinny motherfucker, this little Thundercat-looking motherfucker, this all this, this, this. 
you know, dude had everything on the fucking planet to say about me online. And he got his little team of fucking retards that were all running around fucking talking shit on me. And there's a couple of them, only a couple. I'd say two, two of them that are owed something. And the same type of shit's going to go down if I see either one of them. And I fucking guarantee you, I'll bet my motherfucking life that both of the motherfuckers apologize to me. I promise you, after I see those two fucking dudes, they all fucking apologize to me. So anyway, so now I hear the fucking dudes downstairs. So, starts going through my head. Do I fucking run down there and get some shit going? Do I fucking just fucking... So I'm sitting there kind of thinking about this. And like, ironically fucking, or coincidentally, or whatever the case you want to... Eric Rosen comes up to me and goes, hey, I have this rig, you know, set up. Do you want to do promo pictures? And I'm like, hey, man, like, I never did promo pictures before. You know, I'm an amateur do shit. Um, I said, I don't know, man. Like, I'll try it, but I can't guarantee you shit's going to look good or anything. He's like, well, look. He's like, I have, you know, my setup, my, uh, you know, my backdrop, and it's kind of a two-man job to set it up. So if you help me set it up, you can use it or whatever. And I said, oh, oh, whoa. You know, if you're asking for help, bro, I got you. I don't, you know, you don't need to offer me anything. Like, no, I, I you know, I definitely appreciate it. But it, do you need help? Because I, I'll gladly help you and shit. And he's like, yeah. So he's like, okay, yeah, um, let me get my stuff and we'll go downstairs. And now I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> We're walking right into where this motherfucker's at doing the same shit. And he's like, yeah, you know, my wife can watch the, your camera for you if you want while we set this up. And at first, I'll like, no, no, I'll just bring my camera. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to run into this motherfucker down there. I was like, you know what? Let me take you up on that. Let me let your wife hold the camera. So I did that. And now I'm, I'm headed down there knowing that, like, shit is about to go down. Because he's got to say one fucked up, one dumb, one smart ass fucking thing to me. And I'm knocking that fat motherfucker clean out. I am fucking mopping the floor with that dude. And there's going to have to be motherfuckers to stop me. Because it's not, I don't want to win a fight with people. This is the thing, man. I'm almost 40 years old. I'm not in, I'm not looking to box for points. I'm not looking to find out. If I get into a physical altercation, I want to do damage. I want to fuck your whole world up. I want the next couple months to be different than they were going to be before you started fucking with me. That's my mentality. That's why I would rather not be at a fucking place where you're at if you're the type of motherfucker to push my buttons. You know what I mean? That, that, that's what I'm about. You know what I mean? I, I'm not the baddest motherfucker out or any of this shit. I'm just a grown-ass man who doesn't deal with that type of bullshit on that level. And, and I'm not about to stand there and fucking push you in the chest and go, come on, come on, bro. No, if it gets to that level, I want to do some shit. That's it. And, and, and I'm not I'm not Batman, man. Like, there's a lot of motherfuckers I don't like. I don't go out trying to seek justice and vengeance and fucking rain down on motherfuckers who I disagree with. I'm not like that. I'm not. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. You know? And uh, so so I go down there. And, of course, first fucking thing I see, this fucking dude. And it's him and fucking metal doors behind him and nobody between me and him. And I walk the fuck up. And I go, what's up? And he goes, hey. But kind of like a smirk on his face because he doesn't realize that that shit is serious yet. I said, what's going on? He goes, oh, do you want to talk? 
I said, dude, there ain't a motherfucking thing to talk about. I said, you crossed the motherfucking line with me. I was like, I deleted you off Facebook because you, you were making jokes that I didn't appreciate. So that, that's as simple as it goes. I don't like what you're about. Delete, move on. And then you started your little fucking campaign about me like shit sweet. You know what I mean? And first thing out of his mouth, I would take it all back if I could. So this is this bad motherfucker, he would take it back if he could. That's the first thing I get out of that motherfucker. I'm like, oh, now you would take it back. I was like, I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for anything to be taken back. Shit's done. You know what I mean? Like, you already crossed the fucking line in this and this. So now the next thing. That, dude, that was like three weeks ago. I said, so So now, so now there was a time limit where I was going to be upset about this shit at all, is what, is what you're telling me. And, and I just started getting more and more agitated. And the thing is, is he was real fucking smart on not saying a motherfucking stupid thing to me. Not a single fucking stupid thing to me. He just tried to play, take what I'm sure he would call the high road and go, uh, I'm just trying to be civilized. Trying to be civilized. Motherfucker, you're trying to not die in this motherfucker is what you're trying to do. Because you can ask that motherfucker... If he thought some shit was about to go down, and he'd be lying to you if he told you fucking no, because I'm telling you, I couldn't have been more fucking ready. I, I, I seriously, like, and I told him from the start, I said, dude, if this was the end of the show, there would be different shit going on right now. Because I already knew, like, if some shit went down, I was going to, I wasn't leaving that motherfucker in the car I came in. I was going to wind up fucking arrested. I, I damn sure wasn't going to be shooting a wrestling show. So it was going to fucking ruin everything. But once I was down there and fucking face-to-face with him, that was it. All I needed was to be fucking told one thing I didn't fucking like. So then I just got to the point, and I said, you know, I said, dude, you was real fucking tough online. I said, you talked all this shit like you was a bad motherfucker. And he goes, so did you. And I said, and here I am. I'm fucking right here. I could back up every fucking thing I said, and I will fuck you up. And this dude goes... But what's that going to prove? I mean, what's that going to prove? There was straight up water in this dude's eyes. I don't know if he's got a condition or what the case is, but I can tell you that motherfucker wanted no parts what the fuck was going on with me. And that, my friends, is case fucking closed. Case fucking closed. He didn't have the balls to say a motherfucking word to me. All that internet gangster, all that internet tough guy shit, he rallied his fucking retarded troops and got everybody... Who never said a fucking word to me in public Never said a fucking word to me Motherfuckers that sat in my house Fucking begged me to watch pay-per-views and shit And fucking came over and sat there And fucking watched pay-per-views Ate a fucking hamburger in my backyard All these motherfuckers came out of the woodwork Because they thought it was cool to stand behind Chris Grasso Because that motherfucker's tough That motherfucker ain't shit I put him in his motherfucking place And if he would have said one fucking thing There would be a whole different story to tell I wouldn't be able to tell you how the show went, and I'm glad it went this way. This worked out the best for all of us because he didn't get his fucking face fucked up, and I got to shoot a fucking wrestling show and not get arrested. I'm almost 40 years old. I got three daughters. I ain't looking to fucking fight grown-ass fucking men, but I'm not looking to have grown-ass men talk about me like I'm some kind of piece of shit online when I know I'm fucking better than that. 
I'm better than that to not feed into their bullshit for the most part, but there's only so far you're going to go with the try to fucking uh, assassinate my character type shit. Because, again, let me just reiterate. I work six days a week with fucking animals. I save fucking lives. My, my children fucking love me. You explain to me where I'm a terrible fucking person because I criticize fucking wrestlers or wrestling or whatever the case is. Because whatever you might think about me and my negativity, my quote-unquote negativity, I talk shit about wrestlers. I talk shit – and I don't talk shit about wrestlers like, yo, that guy's a faggot. I talk shit like I don't like his fucking work. I don't think he's good. I don't think this fucking guy could book for shit. I talk a lot of shit about DJ, but I don't get fucking personal with him. I don't talk about like, you know, uh, you know, some off the cuff kind of crazy shit where I get personal with him. I don't talk all the shit that I talked about Danny DeMano. All the shit that I fucking talked about him was all about his booking, his wrestling ability, his fucking professionalism. That's that's where it went. You know that there's, you know, goddamn well, if you know anything, if you just read the fucking shit on the Facebook, you see all the type of stuff that's going on, there's angles I could have went. That's not what I'm about. I'm not about just trolling motherfuckers or trying to, like, really get at or really upset or just say shit to say it or say shit for attention. Despite motherfuckers thinking that's how I am, that's the furthest thing from the fucking truth with me. There's a very few people who I've gone to the extent of, like, this motherfucker over here, this cocksucking cameraman, and, like, there's the fucking MLJ. He was another one. He could have fucking got it. He wanted no fucking parts of me. I calmed down before I saw him. There was nothing like that. It didn't go into a whole internet spiel. But the line he crossed with me, a fucking tournament of death, coming at me all fucking drunk and trying to make jokes while I'm fucking bleeding, that dude could have got it, like, on some real shit. But, again, you know, by the time I saw him, shit calmed down. It was resolved as far as I'm concerned because – in the moment, it pissed me off on a real personal level, but that shit can go away. This shit needed to come to a head, and it got it got forced on me because I didn't expect him to be there, and then it was just like, bam, there he is in front of me. Fuck it. This is what we got to do then. So, case fucking closed. You're not going to hear about this fucking guy again, um, and it, that that's it, man. He was proved to be the exact fucking clown he is, the exact internet fucking tough guy he is, walking around looking like a fucking Soundgarden roadie. Yeah, I mean, dude wants no fucking parts of me. I train my motherfucking ass off. And this goes for anybody out there who might listen to my fucking show and and, and want to get fucking crazy with me and shit like this on the fucking internet. Do yourself a favor, and I don't post this shit, I don't post fucking pictures of myself as my racist for any kind of intimidation factor or some kind of shit like this, but just do yourself a favor, fucking go to one of my fucking race albums, and you know, go ahead, do like a collaboration over the year, go there where it's like this race, he, he crossed fucking 20 miles with a, a combined 100 obstacles, this one was 95 degrees out, and the motherfucker did 8 miles with 30 fucking obstacles. This one was the fucking beast. This shit was a seven-hour fucking race up and down a motherfucking mountain for 14 fucking miles. You look at all those fucking things. You look at the shape I'm in. You figure out what the fuck I'm doing day in and day out as far as my training and all this shit, and you figure out that if I came the fuck out, you would, would it work out for you? Would it work the fuck out for you? Before you post some dumb shit on the fucking internet about 
yo, yo, this dude's a fag. Look at his dumb tiger stripes. All that shit is real fucking cute. But face to face, this little fucking there, there's a little. Uh, this isn't even one of the dudes that's gonna get it because it's just it's it's some old bullshit. Scott Satiri or some shit. This dude is like fucking five foot tall, four and a half foot tall. Looks like a straight up nerd and goes to the wrestling shows. You know, goddamn well this dude don't want it with me. And again, man, I'm not like, yo, nobody wanted with me, motherfucker. I'm just saying, the people that are at these fucking wrestling shows that post this crazy bullshit about people. See, I do the shit that I do, and I'm not posting about these fucking nerd-ass dudes. I'm not coming at them like they're coming at me. And that's, that's my problem right there, is I have more respect for you little bottom-feeding douchebags than you have for me. And that, to me, is a problem. That's where we run into a disagreement. Because I might generalize and I might say, look at this fucking, this fat motherfucker that's eating popcorn with his wrist and shit like this. When you flip the coin and all of a sudden people become faggots and shit because you don't like their tattoos and stuff like that, we can get into that whole tattoo discussion any fucking time you want because I'm the fuck what I want to be. You be what you want to be and a lot of your shit is fucked up. You know what I mean? So I don't really need to hear about what you like about my motherfucking appearance because... I got a laundry list on y'all motherfuckers. Y'all, <laughs> y'all don't want to get into no game of fucking snaps or any of that kind of crazy shit because, believe me, you, you look as fucked up to be talking any kind of shit. But, um, but yeah, um, it, it's, just, it's just case closed. It's my point fucking proven 100% over. It's fucking bullshit I didn't want to deal with to begin with. It was a fucking dude posting some dumb shit that I didn't like fucking seeing. I don't like, you know, when people find t- tremendous undying humor of a fucking dying animal. I'm not into that shit. So move the fuck on, and I might call you a cocksucker on the way out, but in the same token, like, you don't got it like that to come back at me like you're fucking bad because clearly you're not. Point fucking proven, case closed. That's it. I don't, I don't want to hear no bullshit in the future. I don't want to rehash fucking uh, spin on the fucking story. I, I don't want your side of shit. I don't want to see, hear any motherfucking thing out of you because it's done. It's fucking finished. You don't want any. It's clear. Moving on. Um, so now getting into the wrestling show. Now, um, let me let me fucking, uh, like I was saying about the cameraman, let me also, because there's one more thing that happened with this dude that I noticed a couple matches in. I see him over there in the bleachers, and he's like, just about standing on his fucking tippy toes, which must have been rough because he's not in the shape to be standing like that for too long. Uh, fucking calf raises ain't going to land fucking too long with this dude. So, and I could see the kind of look in his eye. And I could read his fucking brain. He's simple. And he's looking at me like, look at this motherfucker trying to do what I do. Again, preface this by saying, I'm not a photographer. I'm not a professional I'm not looking to do this month in and month out. I know you're jealous that you're you're not able to shoot Jersey All Pro shows. That sucks. But I do give you a lot of credit as a photographer. I've never knocked your photography because what you do, you're good at. You're not good at being a fucking a normal human being that doesn't act like a jerk off because of it. But you're a good fucking photographer. And fucking, you know, again... Scott Finkelstein, fucking Lyle, Snapmare, uh, you know, this jerk off, all great photographers, and I give them a ton of fucking credit 
for doing what the fuck they do month in and month out because it's not as easy as a lot of fans might think it is. You know what I mean? And, and I'll stand by that. Dude, I took, you know, 700-plus pictures. That shit's going to come out to like 100, 150 fucking good pictures when it's done. And I got to find the time to edit all that shit. I mean, it is what it is. I know I'm not professional, so there's no way you're going to stand and judge and like, oh, look at it. You're going to find a shitload of mistakes. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's not even a fucking, there's not even a, a lie or a front on my end at all. I am what I fucking say I am. And I think that's where he got fucked up. That's where he got his fucking game fucked up. As he thinks that some shit that I say, some people think that some shit that I say is all bullshit or, or all show. There's nothing show about what I am, man. I'm really, like, out there in the open. And I fucking tell people at face fucking value how I feel about shit. And a lot of times, again, it rubs people the wrong way because they just want their ass kissed and I ain't here for that. But it is what it is. On to the show. So, the show starts. Larry Legend, ring announcer. I mean, what's better than that? I mean, you know, best ring announcer in the fucking game. So, he, he comes out. Great shit, right? All right. So, um, you know, he's out there, and, uh, you know, Pierre's out there announcing things, and out comes um, Jake Ayadeva, um, Frank's son. He comes out. You know, he's he's getting the crowd a little hyped, you know, talking to people about what's going on and, you know, the memory of his father and this and this. And now, you know, music hits and out comes what a lot of people wouldn't know who the fuck he is, um, Dr. Hertz, which I thought was pretty fucking cool because um, I hadn't seen that motherfucker in like 20 years. When I first started going to the Donnie B shows, he was on like every fucking show. And, you know, he used to work a lot of old school Jersey All Pro and everything like that. Um, so I, I knew who he was, but I would venture to think that the majority of the crowd didn't. Um, and there was a couple people, you know, screaming, Dr. Hertz, Dr. Hertz. And, you know, he was just in, like, plain-ass clothes. He had, like, a fucking sweater or some shit on with a cross. Uh, his gut was hanging out the bottom of the sweater. I mean, doesn't look like he's been training for the last 20 years waiting for this moment. But either way, kind of cool to see him. So he comes in, and he's cutting a promo, you know, on on Jake, saying it like, you know, he would have slapped his father if he was still here and this and this. And, you know, he – he, he's going to fucking, he's going to, you know, show him what the fuck he would have showed him. Then he ends up smacking him and shit. And, uh, you know, they end up, like, brawling and everything. And, uh, yeah, so, like, they, they got, like, a little angle going there, which is cool, man. Jake's, Jake's a big dude. You know, he's out there killing it on the football field. But, man, he, he's young. He's big. If he wants to actually get into wrestling, man, he could do something. He's a solid kid. And, um... Obviously, you know, with his father's legacy and everything like that, I would love to see it. Again, you know, wrestling's, you know, rough. So, I mean, I'd hate to see him, you know, go down the road and get a bunch of injuries or any kind of shit like that. But, fuck, man. You do whatever he wants to do. And, um, yeah, man, it's cool. And uh, so, yeah, that that was a cool little start. Um, Then you had um, Dickie Rod beat Mike Donovan, which – Immediately, I thought, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, we, we had a uh, – because we were just talking earlier that night. Um, me and Jeremy were talking, and uh, Kevin Hogan, uh, Whack Packer Hogan, went to fucking Monster Factory instead. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
Can anybody name a single fucking match on the Monster Factory card that I would know either one of the fucking wrestlers? And he's like, probably not, man. And I'm like, yeah, I, I would venture to say that there's nobody on that fucking card that I've even heard of. But, like, Hogan's loyal like a motherfucker, man. So, like, if he mentioned to them that, like, he'll be there next month, you motherfucking bet your ass that he'll be there. So, um, that's the type of dude Hogan is. So, but when I saw this uh, Dickie Rods and Mike Donovan deal, I'm like, what is this? Am I at Monster Factory Wrestling? Like, what the fuck is this? So, um, fuck, man. I was like, oh, all right. So that was what it was. Um, now, understand that my view of the wrestling, again, I had a lot of things on my card to to deal with before it became actual watch the match and enjoy the match and judge the match or any of that type of stuff. So this, this isn't really a, a hugely detailed review of, um, you know, what went on through the night because again, it's not, it's not the same. Um, so next up was Pinky Sanchez versus Dixie versus Indigo child previously deranged versus smiley. I'm a fan of all of these dudes. Dixie used to kill it with um, the H effect and uh, Special K and, and all of that shit. He was killing it in Ring of Honor and um, and definitely Jersey All-Pro far before that. And he was one of those dudes that was like the, the heavyweight champion, the light heavyweight champion, the tag champion. Like, he did it all. He was he was one of those fucking guys, man. And, um, you know, he, he's, I guess, making a comeback now. So, Good for him. Um, you know, good to see him. And, uh, you know, um, Derange has always been tremendously talented. I don't know exactly what's held that dude back um, as far as, you know, getting further because he's always just been a, a really talented kid. And, um, I don't know, maybe he's bounced back and forth between a bunch of his different likings and uh, hobbies. And, yeah, I don't even want to say hobbies, but, you know, like the things that, that he's pushing himself at because he can rap too. So I know he got into that for a while and really, you know, did pretty well for himself and was, you know, hitting spots all over the place. If you go back in our archives, I think he actually came on my show and rapped on it a little bit. And, um, you know, the dude could rap. And um, so, yeah, he's kind of bounced around a bunch and done a bunch of different things. You know, he started going under this mask gimmick, which is, um, to me, I think somewhat of a waste of time because I feel like every chance he gets, he fucking pulls the mask off. Um, I think he pulled the mask off or wrestled without the mask for the, the last anniversary show. And I think that was, you know, partially a tribute to, you know, him being deranged in, uh, in Jersey all pro and, and going back to his roots and all of that stuff. But like, you know, at the end of the match, they did a whole thing with him and Dixie where like, he's trying to bring the fire out of Dixie. So he's like, what's it going to take? And he like, you know, he, he's like, is it going to take this? And he's like, yeah. So he, so he took the mask off. He's like, if it's going to take me taking my mask off to, you know, get the fire back in you, get the team back together, like, let's fucking do this. So they're like, yeah, let's do this. So I guess they're teamed back up and everything. But again, like, eh, I mean, maybe bail on the mask thing because I, I would think recognition is, is a is a big thing. Unless, I don't know, I, I didn't know of, like, I don't think he had any heat anywhere where, like, you know, it would be better if they didn't see his face or anything like that. Um 
Uh, maybe you got some rap beef somewhere or some shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers want to come to the show and find him. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going on, but um, like I said, he's always been tremendously talented. And um, yeah, man. Um, uh, Smiley, I'm a big fan of. That dude's very, very innovative. Um, and, and I think he could offer a lot to a lot of companies. Um, Pinky Sanchez, I think CZW needs to bring in Smiley 100%. Uh, Pinky Sanchez has always been a tremendously, tremendously entertaining dude. Um, I always felt that – for some reason he deleted me on Facebook. I realized that uh, recently. Not really sure why. But anyway, um, he, uh, he he's a dude that to me always held himself back. I don't think he held himself to a high enough standard outside the ring. And I think that affects him a lot. Um, I think charisma-wise, he's he's fucking amazing. I mean, the dude is top-notch. Um, you know, his, his mannerisms and everything that goes on, his entertainment value in the ring is, is through the fucking roof. Um, you know, it's just whatever it is outside of that, I think really does hold him back. I, you know, I hope he gets his shit together. And, you know, I don't know the dude personally to know exactly what's going on with him or anything like that, but... I would like to see that dude succeed a lot more because he does have a lot more charisma than the majority of the people you're going to find on the indies. A lot of the people on the indies, I mean, they might be able to do three fucking backflips, but they don't have a personality for shit. Pinky Sanchez fucking oozes fucking personality. That dude, I mean, he just entertains the fuck out of people. You know what I mean? So uh, he won the match, and, uh, you know, it it was a good match. And, uh, you know, Pinky was definitely the focal point, you know, being entertaining as fuck in that match. Um, next up was Magic versus Crazy Ivan, which, look, man, this is, this is nothing but nostalgia. This is not a match that was ever booked to steal the fucking show or tear the house down or anything like that. This is nothing but nostalgia of, you know, old school Jersey all pro veterans. Magic is a guy that had hand in training, tons and tons of guys. And, uh, you know, Crazy Ivan had a big part in early Jersey All-Pro and everything else. And, you know, these, these guys have tremendous history with Jersey All-Pro. So I, I get it. Um, but, again, I mean, this is never booked to, uh, you know, steal the show or anything like that. So, you know, good to see those guys are doing all right and everything. But, you know, was what it was. Um, next up, you had Black G's versus Steve Scott. And, um, you know, this is pretty good. Um I'd like to see a rematch against the, you know, these two. This this is a pretty good match. Uh, you know, a little back and forth action. Uh, G's retained. This dude has been a champion for a long, long fucking time. I didn't do my uh, my research on that, but I know he was the champion. Jersey All Pro took like a year break, came back, um, and he was still champion. And then they they had him defend a couple times, and then they took another break, and he was still champion. And like I. I mean, he's been champion for a couple of years now, straight up. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I double check with somebody, but I think this fucking dude's been champion for a long goddamn time, which is good. So uh, going into the 20th anniversary show, 20 fucking years. How many indie companies can say that? November 12th, 20th anniversary show. And this fucking thing is lining up to be huge. Fucking huge, man. Get your goddamn tickets. Rollway Rec Center. Pack those motherfucking bleachers to the top. Have them like they did last year. Fucking knock the one wall down. Fucking pack those seats. Load this motherfucker up. Load this motherfucker to the rafters. This is 20-year anniversary. 
They announced fucking Drago, Aerostar, Sammy Callahan. I mean, B-Boy. I mean, it, you know, the, this fucking show is going to be bananas. It's going to be one for the motherfucking record book. So, um, now this next match was, um, well, uh, the match was between Azriel, Danny Damano, Grim Reefer, and Joey Janela. Um, this match could have been a million times better than it was. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, an accident definitely, you know, took the match away from what it could have been. Um, it's, it's not, <laughs> that's not an easy thing to continue on from and just, you know, blow the fucking roof off. You know, that's, Brings a pretty big lull to the crowd, and um, uh, basically what happened was Danny Damano went for a moonsault to the outside. As I said, you know, as I walked in the building, those guardrails were really close, um, and he fucking hit his leg on the, the guard. Now these fucking guardrails, these weren't like those flimsy little fucking CZW guardrails or those fucking normal those those gcw guardrails that like matt tremont bangs up and down off the floor because they weigh like a half a pound i'm sure tremont could pick these up too i'm just saying in general like he fucking picks them up and down like he's swinging a fucking cookie tin and uh these motherfuckers were like the hardest stiffest fucking guardrails ever like real fucking sturdy like i saw when they were putting them together you had to like lift them all the way up there was a rod that went all the way down into the next one. It didn't just like hook, like some of those have like those little hook things. This you had to lift up almost, you know, over the top of the other one just to get it out. So this isn't like a quick unclip the guardrail, send the guy through, or, you know, throw the guardrail on the dude. I mean, these these were heavy fucking guardrails. They weren't even really rounded on top. They were kind of like squared, but then like the corners kind of rounded. So they were blocky and big, and strong, and made to fucking hold fucking people back. Well, he hit his fucking, uh, his leg on there, and just folded it over the fucking guardrail. Um, this absolutely disgusting injury. Um, fuck, man, like, his, his leg turned sideways, like, like when fucking Peter Griffin falls in Family Guy, like, this shit is fucking crazy. Um, look, man, I, I'm not a fan of Danny DeMano. I never have been. And, uh, you know, his, his promoting tactics and his, his the way that um, he's acted overall in, in that, um, I, I really didn't respect him. I, I don't want to see that type of thing happen to anybody. Uh, it's a terrible injury, and I really hope he heals up well. I mean, I personally hope he retires after he heals because, again, I've never valued his, his wrestling at all. And I, I think he takes away from a show, you know, wrestling. Um, I'm not trying to shit on this guy during an injury, but, you know, this is this is the other part of my being genuine is if I don't like a guy, I'm not – see, people tend to do this thing where they go, I don't like that guy, I don't like that guy, I don't like that guy. He got hurt. Everybody keep his feelings in mind when you speak, like – wait, what, weren't you the guy that didn't like him? And look, like, I don't really know him personally or anything like that. That's why, like, I wouldn't really say, like, you know, fuck him. I'm glad, he, I don't, I'm not glad his leg broke or anything like that. that I mean, that shit sucks. But, uh, yeah, and like I said, I, I do hope he recovers well. I, 
I don't hope he wrestles again just because I, I never hoped he would wrestle before an injury. So, um, I mean, that's, that's just that. And I mean, and maybe some people will catch offense to that, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, if he wasn't injured and, and someone said, do you hope he ever wrestles again? I'd say, absolutely not. I hope he never wrestles again. So, I mean, I would feel the same way through an injury, but, um, you know, um, and, and again, you know, these fucking guardrails were super, I know Danny DeMano can do a moonsault and I know anyone can get hurt. I know all of these things, but it's not like this guy is, you know, doing fucking precision moonsaults and this dude, is the type of high flyer that could thread a needle with his fucking moonsault and, you know, land shit precise every time. I mean, if you're a little bit fucking could be here, could be there, and you're looking at like a closed space like that, maybe, maybe don't take that risk. You know, I just, I, I don't know. And, you know, again, it, it goes immediately back to, he did it all for you. No, he didn't do it for me. Cause I wouldn't have fucking, I wouldn't have requested he did that shit. I wouldn't have requested he did that. I wouldn't have requested that he wrestled. I wouldn't have requested any of that. So he didn't do it for me because I didn't want it. You know what I mean? But again, I'm not, I'm not shitting on a guy like that. Um, you know, best wishes on a, on a good recovery and all of that. Um, that sucks for anybody. Um, Asriel won the match. He'll, he'll uh, advance to the best of the light heavyweights with Pinky Sanchez. Um, next is uh, Deanna Peruzzo. I, I, I'm going to have to hear someone like that knows how to say her name and uh, tell me her name because I, I've come like closer to Pazuzu probably every time I said her name and I'm pretty sure it's not that. Um, she beat Alicia. Alicia hasn't been around in wrestling for a while. Uh, she came back for this. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty standard women's match. Um, I had never seen, uh, Deanna before and, um, yeah, she's, she's a good worker. She, uh, there and Alicia played, you know, the heel character and, um, you know, it was good seeing her back. Like I said, pretty standard women's match. You know, hopefully uh, there's some kind of spot. I know there'll be a spot for a women's match on the uh, on the uh, anniversary show. You got Kimberly's the women's champion, and uh, you know she wasn't on this show, but I think she just went overseas and uh, Germany or Europe of some sort. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see how it shakes out with the uh, anniversary show. They were saying something about it being like one night only, Alicia coming back. So I wonder, you know, if uh, this was just because of a Bayonne thing, or, or what the case was, and uh, you know, if maybe she'll, uh, you know, still wrestle. I guess we'll see. Um, next up was, as far as I knew, this was just announced as Arcadia and Kyle the Beast versus the, um, what the fuck, um, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Queen, which is the fucking, what the fuck, man, it's party something, uh, I don't know why I just lost the fucking train of thought on their, uh, tag name, but, um, those fucking, a uh, private party, these fucking dudes are tremendously fucking talented. Um, uh, what I did not know is that it was going to be a three-way, and that fucking third team was going to be EYFBL. This match was, without a shadow of a doubt, the second-best match on the card. Um, these guys fucking came and just fucking tore it up. 
Um, EYFBO is one of the best tag teams on the fucking indies, hands down. Um, and Private Party is a team that should be booked everywhere. See, that's the thing, man. There's been mention of, uh, you know, Smiley should be brought into CZW. Smiley should be brought into CZW. And DJ will say dumb shit like, well, you know, it's a car load and this and that. But that fucking car load is the private party and motherfucking Smiley. So book that goddamn car because there's not a reason in hell why you shouldn't use all three of those fucking guys. Hey, just come on, guys. Let's not be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, everyone should be booking these guys because they're fucking money. I mean, it's it's fucking crazy. Let's let's fucking do it. Um. So yeah, these these guys fucking tore it up, and uh, definitely check that out, man. And you know, Kyle the Beast is fucking. I mean, that dude keeps getting more trimmed down every fucking time I see him. This dude. Went from a big fat dude to like a guy who probably got not an ounce of fat on him. He's just a big fucking dude. Um, it's fucking crazy. And uh, Arcadia has always been a good dude. We just talked about uh, Arcadia last week with Shaheen. Speaking of, if you didn't listen to last week's show with Shaheen, um, I thought we did a good job. And we've been talking because, you know, we really do enjoy, uh, you know, doing shows with each other. And, uh, you know, I've done his show a couple times, I think twice. And um, then, uh, you know, he, he just did a uh, Yakuza. So what we're going to, what we're planning on doing is switching it up. And like once a month, we'll do a crossover show. So once a month, uh, you know, I'll go on his show. And then the following month, we'll come on my show. And then, uh, you know, we'll we'll do it like that. In, uh, in uh, October, I guess, sometime this month, I'll... Uh, you know, hop over there to the, the hot tag and fucking do a show over there. And then November, you'll hear him on uh, Yakuza Kick Radio, and I'll be back over there on the hot tag in, in December. So, you know, it it should shake it up a little bit, give you a little more content. Well, I mean, it's about the same amount of content, but I everybody I've heard that heard the show liked the pairing. Uh, they, they thought, uh, you know, we had good chemistry and all this, you know, no Beckham. And, um, you know, so I, I enjoy talking to, uh, another person from time to time. I do like doing my solo shows. Believe me, I've really settled into this fucking role, man. I'm talking for almost fucking two hours now and there's no lulls. There's no breaks. There's no dead air. There's no fucking awkwardness. There's no wonder what the other motherfucker is going to say or, 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 uh, if he's going to actually make a point, I feel like I just get out every fucking thing I want to say and wrap the show up. And, uh, I think it goes pretty well. So, uh, you know, whether people like the podcast or not, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, everybody has their, uh, their preference, but I, I think it goes pretty well. Um, so anyway, uh, that's just a, you know, quick segue on that. But, uh, we had just talked about Arcadia and our feelings on him and everything last week so if you want to go back listen to that rather than me repeating all the same things but you know uh so yeah that's that and then the main event of the fucking show was a motherfucking and the the big surprise earlier in the show actually they had a dude come out like he was going to wrestle a match and then joker came out and absolutely murdered him and uh like just real quick uh, Joker didn't have his makeup on or anything yet. He just came out and fucking killed him. And Homicide just laughed his ass off. And uh, the Hit Squad came out for, like, the save. 
and then uh, they they laughed at him and all that, and they stood and taunted him in the the entrance way, and out came fucking Loki in a suit with the you know the gloves and the you know whole uh, hitman look, and um, yeah man, so fucking key on the show. Everybody was like, you know, pretty surprised to see that shit. And, you know, Loki's always a huge fucking favorite. And uh, so there he was. Loki was managing the team of Joker and Homicide up against the Hit Squad. Also, um, side note, Teddy Hart was announced for the show. Uh, He was going to have members of the Hart family, which was, I think, Blade Hart and then, like, his mom or something. And um, he was going to explain why he had the people on the show and this and that. And, like, it was probably halfway through the show, they just announced that Teddy Hart's over at the merch table with his cat and out that was that like there was no in ring there was no speech there was no talking there was no nothing he was on crutches so clearly you know he wrestled because of injury but there really wasn't any discussion about you know why or what was going on or anything so um i don't know i i don't know if that uh has any repercussions for um the acid cup deal, the top secret tag tournament or top secret wrestling tournament that they're doing later in the month. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, but Joker and homicide versus the hit squad with Loki in uh, their corner, a fucking, not the hit squad, obviously. Um, this was fucking crazy. Absolutely bananas, especially everything with Joker and any member of the hit squad fucking brutally stiff worth the price of the DVD. And this was filmed by double stomp video, uh, Chad and, uh, Perry great fucking dudes. I did everything in my power to stay the fuck out of their way. And, uh, they were very, very nice and, um, you know, very easy to work with. And, uh, you know, Look, uh, you know, I always try to, you know, communicate a little bit with the cameraman, like, before the show and just let them know, like, look, if I'm doing anything wrong, you guys are the priority. You know, you guys uh, have way more value to the show than I ever will. I'm only taking pictures. You guys are filming this shit. And, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I think that's definitely the way it should be. Again, it's just like a common sense thing to me. It's nothing anyone ever told me, but it's – uh you know, to stay away from the fucking guys that are filming it, because if you're watching that shit at home and some jerk-off cameraman keeps popping into the frame, I'd be pretty pissed off. So I always try to keep an eye on where they're at and stay out of their frame. Sometimes I'll see one of them, like, kind of coming at me, and I try to slide under them and shit, you know, so quickly get out of that fucking frame. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I I mean, they they both complimented me, said that uh, they barely knew I was there and all that, which is... uh, very um very high praise i was very happy to hear that because i did you know my best so uh this will be available on double stomp video at some point and um definitely check that shit out because this main event was fucking brutally stiff and low-key just played like the antagonist for the most part uh you know in the suit they uh you know they were fucking chair brawling on the outside and he fucking set up a chair and sat down like he was in school and like crossed his hands and was like polite clapping 
<laughs> it was funny, fucking ear to ear, smiling at fucking hit squad, just like egging them on. And uh, yeah, it was fucking great. And uh, ended up being no contest. Loki ended up attacking the the ref, and um, ended up being no contest. And um, you know, they started attacking and everything else. And then Kyle the Beast came in for the save and surrounding Loki, and they pulled him out of the ring before he could get fucked up. And I don't know, but it looks like they're setting up Kyle the Beast and the Hit Squad. Versus Homicide, Loki, and Joker, which is a motherfucking war. Um, uh, stay tuned to Jersey All-Pro, uh, you know, on Facebook and everything, because that's not been made official or anything like that, but that's kind of the bricks they laid down. And, uh, man, to see all those guys in the ring again, because you are talking about a motherfucking stiff fest. Uh, holy ouch, as they have said. Um, the ouch files will be open. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, it's it was fucking bananas. So um, you know that's that. Um, again, thank you to Pierre. Um, everybody else who was you know super nice to me, and you know allowed me to you know be be part of the Jersey All Pro experience and uh, part of the Jersey All Pro family because uh, I, I just I'm honored to be that and. Um, you know, humbled. So, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you very, very much again. And uh, I'll be on hand for the Jersey all pro 20 year anniversary show, which again is just a tremendous honor and a privilege. So, uh, I can't thank these guys enough. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's up. And we'll be talking a lot more about the, uh, the 20th anniversary show as it gets closer. We'll have Pierre on, we'll have, uh, you know, maybe some other guests, you know, to to talk about the uh, the 20th anniversary show. This should be from here to the uh, November 12th. Should really be a lot of talk and a lot of promotion of that show because uh, that building is going to get fucking packed, guaranteed. Now, speaking of promotion, haven't seen any about this fucking Acid Cup. Uh, this is, in my opinion, a top secret wrestling tournament that is going on in Philadelphia, but don't tell anyone. Um, again, I believe it's something like, and look, I'm not in the fucking business. I'm not in the booking side of things. I'm not in any kind of financial spot to know for sure. But from everything I've heard, it costs four to five grand to rent the arena, which means you pack that motherfucker or you take a beating. Now they have booked a pretty fucking large all-star cast of wrestlers, which is not cheap. So you have to pay that huge rent and a fucking pretty stacked locker room of guys and they're not advertising. They're not fucking advertising. The only thing I'll see is the little like picture that says uh, uh, DJZ Zima Ion uh, DJZ is part of the Acid Cup now. And then, like, a week later, you'll see a human tornado is part of the Acid Cup now. Um, the Hit Squad is in the Acid Cup now. They, they it, That was, like, a big tag match. It's like a, like a four-man tag match, which is like, fuck, dude, you're paying another 12 fucking guys that aren't in the tournament? Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Or eight. Sorry, my bad. Uh, you're paying another eight fucking guys who, who aren't in the tournament? 
Jesus Christ. I mean, and like there was a lot of talk, you know, when they were going back and forth with uh, with people about, you know, uh, the family didn't like it and this and that and, and what proceeds are going at it. And initially they were talking about um, the raffles that they're going to do. The proceeds are going to go to Trent's family and all this. And then, like, just the other day, I started seeing people promoting that a portion of the proceeds of the acid cup will go to cystic fibrosis, uh, like some kind of cystic fibrosis organization to, you know, battle it and um, in honor of, I guess, a kid who has it or had it. And... I just want to know where the fuck all this money's coming from that they're donating to this and they're donating to that and they're paying a fucking locker room and they're fucking uh, renting a fucking expensive ass building and they're not promoting. Like Jersey All Pro was on October 1st and had a lot of fucking fans who would have to also be attending that. And there was not a flyer on a fucking car. Not a fucking flyer on a seat. Not a fucking printout. I mean, I have seen shindies with just black and white computer printouts all over the fucking seats, which would be enough to at least say, hey, it exists. There is nothing. There is no promotion. And look, I'm not the be-all, end-all, and I'm not even talking about myself because there's podcasts that get way, way more fucking listens than me. And I don't see any advertisement for such and such will be on such and such a podcast to promote Acid Cup. I haven't seen any of that shit. Any. So I don't fucking, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't have the fucking slightest clue what the fuck is going on with the Acid Cup because they're not promoting it. You get little leaks of, hey, more talent, hey, more talent, hey, more talent. And then it's like, uh, just a big hush. I just I think it's a top secret tournament, guys. Tell anybody. Alright? If you guys wanna go, go, but don't fucking tell anyone. Keep it fucking quiet. Just like the NGI. If you had a good time, well just don't tell them where. Just say it happened and it's that's it. We're in a remote location. You can't it's it's between you guys and uh, and Brett Lauderdale. You guys got to keep it a secret. And, and Danny DeMano. Just don't tell anybody, guys. It's top fucking secret. So, um, very interesting. Um, this this tournament, I guarantee fucking drama is going to come out of it just because of all the things I just laid out. There's not going to be the fucking money that there needs to be. There's not. I mean, right now it's October 5th. The show is on the 22nd. You have a couple weeks. You have just over two weeks, I believe. Let me see. What is today? So today's the 5th. This weekend will be the 8th. And this Saturday will give exactly two weeks to the date. And there has not been flyers printed up. If there are flyers printed up and Danny DeMondo is the guy who's running the fucking show and he was at a wrestling show last week and did not bring flyers, 
then I don't I don't know what to tell you. I I mean, the thing is is like I always felt if you promote like shit, you deserve to fail. If you book like shit, you deserve to fail. I mean, I've always just felt that way because you I mean, you put out a product, you can't expect better than what you put out. You guys booked a bunch of fucking talent. Now do yourselves a fucking favor and promote it. Bring fucking fans to the building. You can't just write down a bunch of names, post it on the internet once, and go, where are all the people? And you're going to be like Babu Bot in fucking Seinfeld. Where are all the people? You said they would come. You are a very bad, bad man. That's what You are a very bad man, J-Cat. <laughs> where are all the people? <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's definitely not me. I'm just saying, like, look, man, you guys are really embarrassing yourselves. And, and, you know, the past two shows, you would think there would be such an above and beyond. Like, it should be annoying by now. It should be fucking annoying by now how much fucking times you're hearing about this show. Following two shows that combined, if you added the attendance of the last two shows, combined for 180 total fucking people. And this is probably rounding up. 180. 81 show, like 100 the next show, and now you have a tremendous financial investment and you're not promoting. What do you guys think's going to happen? It's fucking bananas to me. It's unfucking believable. I, I can't even fathom why, like, they're, I'd say give it a week. And people are going to start coming out against it, going like, I'm not going to be there. I don't want to false advertise. And, and I think names are going to start dropping off because I, I just I, – I can't imagine. And I'm just speculating at that. So, like, if you guys are going, then then go. I mean, I'm not I'm not telling you, you know, bad shit's going to happen. Don't show up. I'm just saying, motherfucker, man, there is, there is trouble in them waters. Um so anyway, um, that's that. Uh, Sunday, I went to, as I said, a comedy show. I went to the Count Basie Theater. It was initially supposed to be Friday, and the show was uh, rescheduled for the Sunday. Um, it was rescheduled probably about a month ago. They just, I don't know why. but um, And I went to see John Caparulo. If you never saw him, check him out on uh, uh, Netflix. He's, he's got a special up there. And I think he's got some kind of YouTube thing that I've been meaning to check out since Sunday that they advertised. Um, but he's a funny fucking dude, and um, his opener was Mark Ellis, which I guess is on the um, Schmoes No podcast, which I never listened to, and I never heard of him before, but he's very, he's very funny, too. Um, great show, and uh, the Count Basie Theater is just fucking awesome. Such a great venue to see anything. We saw Weird Al there. We saw Bill Burr there. Um, just a great venue, super clean, super nice, not a bad seat in the house. We've sat in a balcony for everything and it's like, you're right fucking there. It's just really, really great. Nice fucking small, intimate theater, but just, just really fucking nice. Um, I really want to go see Tracy Morgan there at the end of the month. He's actually filming his, um, his special, his his fucking standup special there. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to because financially, I just don't think it's going to happen. I got a bunch of shit going on between now and then, and I and I really just don't think it's going to happen. But uh, I would love to, and I definitely recommend if anybody out there wants to see uh, Tracy Morgan do 
his fucking actual special, the shit that's going to be filmed and put on DVDs and Netflix or wherever the fuck else is going to end up is being filmed in Red Bank, New Jersey. So uh, he's doing a 7.30 and a 9.30 show. I was going to hit the 7.30 because, again, I got to work the next day and all of that. But there's tons of fucking tickets left for this shit. Like I said, and anywhere in that house is fucking nice. Um, so uh, I recommend check that out. Anyway, uh, check out the Hot Tag Podcast. They do their thing. And um, I'm sure I'm pretty sure they're doing it tonight. But then they're trying to come up with a new schedule. They did it last Sunday. And um, I think they're looking at Sundays as like doing like a morning show, which is cool because if that's the way they start rolling, it's going to be really easy for me to stop by and, uh, you know, pop into their show, you know, once a month or every other month or whatever the case is. And because uh, I'm off on fucking Sundays. So, uh, you know, I mean, I guess we'll see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, check them out. You can check out the Hot Tag Podcast group. And uh, they'll have all the information on, you know, when they're doing a show and, and whatnot there. Check out the Sports Den. They are, I believe, on right now. And because uh, they, they're supposed to be doing every Wednesday. So they should be on now uh, covering all sorts of things. I think the baseball playoffs are going on. And uh, playoffs, uh, not something we're going to see this year. And, uh yeah, NFL football for everything that's worth. Odell Beckham has become the most fucking unstable individual in the fucking NFL. This dude is tremendously talented, but I really think he's tormented by this fucking closet he's in. And I don't know if he knows this, but his closet has a fucking glass door. Like, there is no fucking doubt in anybody's mind, like cut it out dude if this dude just came out of that fucking glass stored closet and fucking owned his shit man he'd get so much fucking support he'd be selling the fucking pink jerseys he'd be fucking you know uh, the equality movement that would go across the board this dude would bring millions upon millions of dollars into the nfl just by like the the lgbtyf community and I'm telling you, like a part, I'm partially joking, but partially not. And I think like he's dealing with some mental shit through that because he's having these like broad, like meltdowns. He just snaps out. Like he can't handle it. Like Josh Norman got in his head and really fucked him up. Like he couldn't fucking manage. And, um, he's a hell of a player, but man, you can break that dude mentally. And that's what teams have been just getting in his head. And he he can't fucking handle it. He cannot fucking handle it. Uh, so anyway, check out the Sports Den. Uh, check out Alex Mahoney. She does some great fucking drawings over there. You want to get some stuff done. You want to get a t-shirt, post it, whatever else. Uh, check her out. And uh, I believe that's all I got for this week. Ah, man, I covered fucking two hours. Whenever I got drama, that shit just draws the show long. And it's not something I look for, so... um. I don't know, guys. Um, what can you do? Like I said, that that chapter is over. Moving the fuck on. Um, next week, I should have CCW to review. Uh, I don't know that any guests are happening next week, but you know, you never know. I I have no plans on it. But again, I'm gonna you know start doing everything I can to really promote that. Uh, Jersey All Pro Show, so you never know what's going to pop up over the next month, and um, looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, you know, I have some stories about uh, 
wild, crazy old ladies trying to steal shit at the fucking Johnny's auction. And um, yeah, we'll we'll see what else goes on. All right. Uh, actually, I got two big fucking tat appointments tomorrow and the next day too. Finish up my forearms. Um, do the blend of color and shit to to even that out. You know, to finish it up. Uh, it's gonna look dope. And looking forward to that. That's all I got. So talk to you motherfuckers next week, please. I love all of y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you wanna be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta oh, say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Juice Against Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.